Messiah's Branch Broadcast, a one-hour prophecy program on the American Voice Radio Network, featuring Pastor Dan of the Messiah's Branch Ministry. And now, here's Pastor Dan. Greetings, saints, and welcome to the Messiah's Branch Prophecy Hour. You're broadcasting live on Bent Hills of Kansas, and we're on the American Voice Radio Network. Today's date's October 26, Saints, the world is in turmoil. Most still don't realize it, but we are in that time at the end, and that's the time before Messiah Glorious return. And that's the time it's the time to get out of sin the world and look to the holy city. Look to the one who suffered and died for you. Did you not hear the sound of the shofar? Heed the warning. Get right now before it's too late. Please, please, please make the choice for Yeshua tonight. If you need help after the program, call me. I'll pray for you or with you. If you get the machine, leave your name, number, prayer request, and or message. The phone number, of course, is 620-878-4682. And an emergency, you can call my cell phone, 316-619-4886. Text me first, so I know that um, it's not a robocall if you call on my cell phone. Okay, you can always find updates with the breaking news all about the Wichita Mission Church, contact information, and all this at our ministry hub, which is very simply prophecyhour.com. That's prophecyhour.com. Remember, we are a live radio program, which is simulcast live on the net internationally. It's on some FM, four different MP3 streams, Twitch, uh, Rumble, Funbridge, picked up by most every podcatcher out there, at least that I know of. On another note, let's thank our listener base in places like... <clears throat> um, no, it... <clears throat> Yeah, it does not look like my guest is connected. He doesn't show up in my Skype. Anyway, the second listener base in places like Kingston, Kennedy, Hobart, Australia, Birmingham, United Kingdom, and of course cities in the good old USA such as Gary, Indiana, Lubbock, Texas, um, <coughs> Lubbock, Texas, Hutchinson, Kansas, and last week Madison, Wisconsin was the largest group of listeners to our podcast program when they archive, and they archive at uh, branch.podomatic.com. And so, yeah, uh, those are archives, and I hate to call them podcasts, but that's what they are. I do ask you that please, please share. When they get over there at branch.podomatic.com, share those. There's some links over there that you just click the link. You share it on Facebook or wherever. Share with your social media. That will really, really help us. <clears throat> By the way, folks, uh, okay. Yeah, pray about sending us a, a link so we know where that you're at. You know what I mean? Not a link. Back up. Go to my cell phone and text me. Let me know what city you're heading from. And if you're wondering why I'm doing hesitation, it's because we thought I had our guest on Skype, but we don't. But right now, um, our, our producer it says he's looking for him. So <clears throat> follow us and share us at Twitter. That's branch.podomatic. Or, 
get it. Yeah, follow us at, at branch.podomatic.com. You know our radio programs, not our radio programs, but at prophecyhour.com, we had, in the last two years, we have had over 10,472,848 people visit the prophecyhour.com site. So they're going over there for something. What are they keeping going back for? They're going back for the latest and breaking news. That's what they're doing, folks. And so for people to, to have those kind of numbers in the last two years over there, that's a big deal. So, folks, um, yeah, amen. So we'll be right back in a moment. That's with others. Ann Johnson, who is with his wife, founded the Prophecy Club, and the Spirit of Prophecy Church is going to be on with us tonight. Stan's been studying Bible prophecy 40 years. That's probably more than 40 years now. I haven't updated this probably in a couple of years. But he's studied over prophecy over 40 years, teaching it for over 30 years, which qualifies for him for he does a, a program every day for the last 25 years. He's hosted over 160 speakers, making 336 DVDs, all on Bible prophecy. Personally, he's recorded 37 prophecy DVDs and memorized the entire book of Revelation. Wow, that's really impressing. Man clearly of many hats, he's also the president and CEO of Prophetic Oil, where his goal is to find a prophesized oil in Israel. So welcome, Stan, be with me. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you having me on. It's a great honor. Well, amen. It's a great honor to have you on with me also, my friend. Um, when I saw all this, go- when all this stuff really came down, you weren't even in the country, but amen, I... I couldn't wait for you to get back to get your take on the current events going on. And you came, you really got some good stuff you put out within the last couple of days. Back to you. Well, you know, it was a kind of a surprise to me, too. Should I tell you more or how it got started or what? Go right ahead. Okay. So, about a thousand weeks ago, I started a thing called Fast Track. And that's where I began to ask folks that would like to fast and pray that Prophecy Club would do well and do the things that God has called it to and win thousands upon thousands of souls. And that number's got up to about 1,500 people each week that I send out an email asking them to fast Tuesday evening to Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. And then... 67 weeks ago, we started Fast Gap. That is same fast, except for this is praying for America. So Fast Track is praying for Prophecy Club. Fast Gap is praying for America. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that are members of both. But I have a guarantee. I said I never send out any product offers or any requests for donations. This is only for people that want to fast and pray. Well, we're now up to about 800 people on the Fast Gap team. So Tuesday evening, I was the way I do it is I write it up in Word, and then I transfer it over to the email blast program that sends it all out. I was writing it up, and I got a couple of paragraphs in. I was talking about Israel. We were going to ask people to pray for Israel, and I kept getting a yawn. Well, I learned years ago that when I get a yawn, it is God saying no. And I mean, it comes at some inopportune times, even sometimes in the middle of a conversation, middle of a sentence, I get a big yawn just is out of place. 
Well, I've learned to recognize that. And I got a yawn. So I thought, okay, well, I went back to prayer. Lord, what do you want to say to the Fast Gap team? And everything I started coming up with was a yawn. So I just stopped. And I just said, all right, Lord, it's your kingdom. It's your people. And this is 800 people. They're going to fast and pray for whatever you ask them to fast and pray for. I know that's a very big sledgehammer in the spirit. So what do you want us to fast and pray for? Now, that wasn't the first time. That was many times I'd already asked that. So I just sat, and I just listened to my heart. And all of a sudden, he began speaking to me. Now, let me pause and explain uh, what I'm talking about. So Leslie and I have given about 5,000 personal prophecies each. I have stood for three hours at a time, having total strangers walking up to me, recorder in hand, and when I'm done giving them a personal prophecy, hand them the audio tape, if you remember the old audio tapes, and uh, give them personal prophecies. And I've also uh, organized and taught in 70 three-day Power of Jesus Crusades. And the point of that was to teach people the baby steps of how to hear from God for someone else and give them a personal prophecy. And everyone attended was promised to receive a personal prophecy from a senior prophet. And many of those Power of Jesus Crusades went on to have a fourth extra day on just giving personal prophecies where they actually stood and well, I'll tell you one of the, the exercises, the final exercise, was I said, okay, we're going to make two circles, one facing in, one facing out. And every three minutes, this, the bell will sound, and the people on the outside rotate around the people on the inside. People on the inside, you're going to be given three minutes to prophesy to this person. And then black uh, blindfolds, were dropped at their heels. And I said, okay, pick up the blindfold and your person is going to help you put it on. And the way it's going to work is the person on the outside will take your hand. And you, when would they take your hand, don't try to feel it. Try to you know, feel, well, what does this have person with calluses or is this a, a female hand? None of that. Okay. And as the person is giving you the personal prophecy and as they are hitting it, you give them a gentle squeeze just to let them know that they're right on. Now, if you're getting a lot of squeezes, then obviously you're hitting it. If you're not getting squeezes, then you need to stop and pray in tongues some more until you start getting squeezes. And it was amazing. I mean, God showed up powerful. And those people really learned to hear from God. And what happened was I just got back from Honduras Saturday. And I spent 10 days down there. Now, I'd kind of gotten away from giving personal prophecies because I see the same people every Sunday at our church, you know, where where I pastor. But in Honduras, all of a sudden, that giving personal prophecies gift turned on again. And I started giving personal prophecies to a lot of people. Now, the big one I want to tell you about is... So we walked up this trail. Try to imagine yourself driving along a two-lane road. And you're just calling on farmers where you're going to be praying for them. Farmers are not the right word. Poor people is the right word. 
Anyway, so we just pulled off the road. We walked up this little trail to these people, and I didn't know it, but this time, one of the pastors that was with us, and along with the interpreter, because they speak Spanish there, and we walked up, and all of a sudden, we're, you know, the, the pastor's praying for them, and all of a sudden, the Lord starts speaking to me. And so I walked over to this little girl, looked like she's about nine or ten years old, and she was sitting down with her legs crossed uh, from the knees down. In other words, I couldn't see one of her legs. And she had uh, shorts on. Anyway, and so I walked over and I reached down and I touched the shin of both of her legs. And I said, the Lord is going to use these legs to take the gospel to thousands of people. You're going to use these legs to speak the gospel and people are going to listen. He's going to use you in a healing ministry. And then I said some other things. I can't remember what it was. And then I went over and prophesied to her older brother and his older brother. And at that, we're, we're now we're walking on to about 50 steps later to the next house over. And, uh, oh, excuse me, I forgot. Before we started walking away, the pastor uh, pulled up his cell phone and he showed me video that apparently he had been there like a couple of months earlier and had prayed for this little girl and he literally lifted her I mean he physically lifted her up out of that wheelchair and helped her to take a few baby steps and she was healed instantly she began to be able to walk and they said a metal pin fell out of her knee it just fell out of her knee fell on the ground and she was miraculously healed he showed me the video I said, that's fantastic. Well, that was a confirmation that I'd heard from God. So now we walk the 50 steps over to the next house. And there is an elderly woman and her husband and then what looked to be like probably one of their, their children. And they're asking me to pray for the elderly man. Said he was hurting on the inside, something on the inside. I don't know what it is. The Holy Spirit knows. So I turned and started to lay hands on him. And I turned around and here's this 9 or 10 year old girl that whose legs were healed. And by the way, of course, now I had seen that it, it, it looked like a train had run over her, her left leg. I mean, it was all scarred up. But she could walk on it. So anyway, I turn around and here she is. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me again. He says, have her pray for him. So I said, okay. I moved her over there. And of course, the interpreter is going and explaining explaining what I'm saying in, in Spanish. I moved her and I said, okay, you're going to pray for him. Is that okay? Yes. Is it okay if she prays for you? Yes. So I took her hand, laid her hand upon his shoulder, and they say, this is her uncle. I said, okay, that's fine. So I told her what to say in Jesus' name, and then she took her hand down and turned around to me, and the Holy Spirit spoke again. And I said, I see you. I see you standing and you're, you're not a teenager anymore. You're an adult. And I see you standing wearing a beautiful white dress. And you're standing speaking to thousands of people. Like in a big crusade. God is going to give you a giant healing ministry. And what I saw was like Catherine Kuhlman. If you've seen her in some of the places where she would speak. Thousands of people would show up to hear her talk, her talk about how to get healed. And I said, God's going to use you in a healing ministry like that. And 
so I, I, there was some other ones. I mean, but I don't have time to go through and tell you every one of them. But I mean, my point is, from time to time, God will speak to me on, and it's, it's some, I've heard an audible voice a few times, but if you've ever had that, it's a knowing. It's in your heart. It's not in your ears. It's not in your head. It's in your heart. And when it comes, and you've come to recognize that, and obviously you've given 5,000 personal prophecies, the 70 power of Jesus Crusades, I've come to recognize that. And when I come to recognize that, you know that you know that you know, no, no. And it's like, I dare you to tell me I'm missing it. Because take nobody told me I'm missing it when I hear that. I look them straight. And matter of fact, several of the prophecies in Honduras this past week. And I said, and you knew that already. This was nothing new. This was a confirmation, but it's a confirmation you needed to hear. And they would burst into tears. Okay, so now, so let's jump back to Tuesday night. So I'm getting ready to send out Fast Gap, and I just sat there. And I just listened to my heart. Lord, what do you want to say? I don't know. And I heard very clearly. He says, tell them that America is about to be hit with a cataclysm. That was the word he used. Cataclysm. So, long story short, I looked up. This was the next day. I looked up the word cataclysm. And what I found was it is a violent upheaval that causes great destruction or brings a fundamental change. Fundamental change, remember that. A violent, this is the second meaning, a violent and sudden change in the Earth's crust. Now that could be uh, like an earthquake or something like that. Three is a devastating flood. So, a cataclysm. So, <laughs> uh, well, I've never done this before, okay, so I will write what I'm picking up. So, I started writing, started typing. And I said, a great cataclysm is about to hit America. One that will go a long way to destroy this nation. One that will do more than send Americans to their knees. Much bigger and more cataclysmic than that. The big one. This one is so big, if we don't start praying immediately, not many Americans will be alive and not much of America will be left. Now, let me finish. The thing I fear the most has come upon this nation. And then when I I wrote that down, he brought a scripture to my mind. I looked it up, and it was Job 3.25. For the thing which I greatly feared has come upon me, and that which I was afraid of is come unto me. So as he's given me the prophecies, he's also backing it up with scripture. Now, we want to believe that we can pray these disasters away. And I do believe we can pray some of them away. But on this one, I got no. You're not going to pray this one away. But you can pray a softening and perhaps a delay. But you're not going to pray it away. This one is coming. But I was impressed to get all of our listeners, all of the fast gap, everybody on our, our I started to say YouTube, but it's more than just YouTube. It's YouTube, Facebook. It's all the other platforms out there. We're on all of them. Somewhere between 10,000 and 400,000 people watch our program every day. And that ain't near enough. Anyway, so if we don't pray, it's going to come hard and fast. If we do pray, hopefully it can be softened and delayed. So then the next time he said, or the next thing he said was, America has played the harlot 
and gone away the path of right, gone away from the path of righteousness and the love of Jesus. She has said in her, her heart, I can never fail. Then Revelation 18 came to mind. How much she has glorified herself and lived deliciously, so much torment and sorrow give her. For she saith in her heart, I said a queen, and her no widow, here it is, and shall see no sorrow. See, the average American, you ask them, ask them, do you think America will ever fall? No. Do you think America will ever be attacked? No. Do you think the Russians will ever attack America with nuclear weapons? No. Ask them, any of them, I've asked them. No one thinks that America is going to have anything bad come to it. Consequently, we aren't listening to the Spirit of God trying to correct us. So, therefore, shall her, uh, her, for she said, I know how to set a queen, and I'm no widow, and shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death, mourning, and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. Then it came to me, God will not see, and if he does, he will do nothing to me. That's the heart of Americans. The time has come for great calamity to hit America. Those that know how to fast and pray must do so now. Or every little, every little bad thing will remain, I'll try it again, or very little will remain of your once great nation. So let me read that again. Those that know how to fast and pray must do so now. Or very little will remain of your once great nation. I'm calling my prayer warriors to war. The war, to war a good warfare. Then the scripture, 1 Timothy 1.18 came to mind. This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. So Timothy had received several very good prophecies, but the Lord was telling him, if you want those things to come to pass, those good things, you have to pray. You have to war a good warfare to have those good things come to pass. Well, what he's saying here is, on the other side, if you don't want the bad things to come, America, you better get to fasting and pray. You better Amen. Get to Stan, I, gotta, I really have to break out of here for the station's benefit. So, we'll come, folks, we'll be right back in about two, two minutes. Um, go to, to um, the prophecyclub.com, prophecyclub.com. He's got a lot of stuff over there, and you really need to listen to his recent program. Well, all of them, but especially probably the last four. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Pastor Dan will be right back. In Genesis 41, tells the story of Pharaoh having a dream of seven fat ears of corn, followed by seven blasted ones, meaning there's seven years of plenty, and then there was seven years of famine following. We are now in seven years of famine once again, starting September 25th of 2021. Joseph's Kitchen is about getting actual wheat berries, putting them through a meal, takes 30 seconds, putting it along with the ingredients into a bread machine, Pushing a button, two hours, 20 minutes later, you have a nice steaming hot loaf of whole wheat bread. Most long-term storage food is from nine to $10,000, one person, one year. At Joseph's Kitchen, it's two people, one year, 
about $2,000. Then you decide whether you want to have food for one person one year, two people one year, four people one year, or six people one year, all at josephskitchen.com. That's right, about $1,000 per person per year at josephskitchen.com. josephskitchen.com. Whether you are pre-trib, mid-trib, or pre-wrath, or post-trib, whatever your position is, this book will help you to find the truth. If you really look for the truth about the rapture, I honestly believe you will find it in this book. It'll settle in your spirit because the truth is the Holy Spirit knows the truth about the rapture. And one of the reasons that the people other than post-trib can't seem to find peace about this is because the Holy Spirit is trying to tell them that they don't have the truth. That is, until they find post-trib. But either way, this is going to help you to find the peace about the rapture. I really recommend you get it. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of 10, one for 20, 10 for 30, and 20 for 50 at prophecyclub.com. One for 20, but don't do that. 10 for 30, 20 for 50, give you extras to give to your friends. Because once you read this one, you're going to be handing this to your pastors, to all of your Christian friends, and just ask them to read it. If they get through the first chapter, they're going to read the whole book, and they're going to love it, and it's going to help them to really find the truth about the rapture. How Pre-Trib 1 at prophecyclub.com. Well, folks, this is Pastor Dan Catlin. You're listening to Messiah's Branch Prophecy Hour on American Voice Radio. And, yes, we are talking tonight with Pastor Sam Johnson, the founder of the Prophecy Club. But let me say this one little word first, and we're going to get right back with him. Folks, times are tough, and the warnings are out there. Things are getting tougher and tougher and tougher. The numbers we're feeding is just incredible. But I don't want to get into all that. You know what we do. You can donate online, cash app, mail a check or money order, give a donation over the phone, find all the information at prophecyhour.com, prophecyhour.com. And remember, if you do not wish to help with the poor, then pray about support and talk radio because the warning gets out there by then. And now we're back with Pastor, uh, with Pastor Stan Johnson of the Prophecy Club. And are you there with me, Stan? I'm ready to go yes, back in your Get back at it. Okay. So let me continue with what I heard. By the way, after this, I'm, uh, when, I, when I get through this, then I'm going to cover what is going to be happening with Israel. Amen. So then the next thing I heard was, tell the people it's time to fast and pray. And you get on your knees and face and repent for your nation, or little will be left. The time of delay has ended. The time of great destruction has arrived. Seek me with your whole face. Turn not to the left or the right. This is the time of great miracles and great calamity. Both come as a two-sided coin. Do not be distracted. Do not let the cares of this life distract you. Then I was impressed to go to Luke 8.14, which said, And that which fell upon among the thorns uh, are they which, when they heard, go forth, and are choked with the cares and riches and pleasures of this life. So, he was saying, Don't let... Things like job, kids, things that the cares and pleasures of this life stop you from fasting and praying for this nation. 
Then it heard things like job, family, entertainment that do so easily beset. And the verse I got from that was Hebrews 12.1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Meaning, don't get caught up in the world. Don't forget to fast and pray for our nation. It needs it now more than ever. Then, not only repent of your personal family, but also the sins of your nation. Your nation has sinned grievously, and my anger has come up in my face. Then I heard Jeremiah 33, 5. They come to fight with the Chaldeans, but it is to fill them with the dead bodies of men, whom I have slain in my anger, and here it is, and in my fury, and for all those wickedness, I have hid my face from the city. Meaning, for many people in America, God has hid his face and his anger has come up in his face for a nation. You see, America has embarrassed Jesus. America was supposed to be the city on the hill spreading the gospel to the world and she did for many years. But then, she started falling away. As the angel spoke to Dimitri in the church, there's abortion adultery, fornication, sodomy, divorces, all kinds of sin. Jesus doesn't live in sin. He lives in holiness. Then I was heard, I heard, America was once the golden cup in my hand, but now it's become the habitation of devils. Jeremiah 51 verse 7 says, Babylon hath been a golden cup in the Lord's hand, and hath made all the earth drunken. The nations have drunken of her wine, therefore the nations are mad. Babylon is suddenly fallen and destroyed. Howl for her and take balm for her pain. If so, she may be healed. Now, let me explain that. Back in the late 80s, uh, Ray Brubaker of God's News Behind the News was the Bible prophecy source. I mean, he had a TV program, and anybody wants to hear anything about Bible prophecy, you got it from Ray Brubaker. And this was long before Prophecy Club started. I never thought I'd ever be in the ministry. Well, I wrote, wrote Brubaker a letter, and I said, Right, you really need to have this guy, Dimitri Dudeman, on to speak. Sure enough, he did. Later, Dimitri told me, he says, I was sitting in the front row. They were about to introduce me. And I heard them all talking about how Babylon, oh, yeah, Babylon's going to be defeated because we were about to go to war with Saddam Hussein at the time. And all of these prophecy experts were getting up and reading from, for example, Jeremiah 51, saying, oh, Hussein is Babylon, and Babylon is going to fall. And he said, Lord, I, 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 don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Well, what do you want me to say to him? He said, don't worry. You get up there, I will speak to you on what you are to say. He said, so I walked to the microphone. You have to understand, there's probably 1,500 people in the room. This is huge. All the prophecy students in the world, practically, are there. And he says, when Saddam Hussein prays, to what God does he pray to? Well, they all say, well, he prays to Allah. He said, okay, then what you're saying is not correct. Jeremiah 51 verse 7 is not talking about Hussein praying to Allah. It says, Babylon has been a golden cup in the Lord's hand. He said, this is talking about America. He said, and America has embarrassed God. God raised up a, a nation 
America that was not a nation and gave her a heart and blessed her and gave her land that she did not have. And so America has been blessed, but she was a golden cup in the Lord's hand, but now she has made all the earth drunken. Now, what does that mean? Well, if you go back and do a research, and I have, research out the word apple. You find there's only eight verses, and none of them say anything bad about an apple. It was not an apple that Adam and Eve ate. It was a grape. If you go through and research wine, wine press, grapes, the general understanding of wine or all of that is all sin. Wine is another word for sin. So what it's saying is that America has made the earth sin. We are the nation that took the filthy music, the filthy porn, the filthy movies. I was just in Honduras, turned on the TV, and here is a, an American movie, but they have dubbed Spanish over the English. I was in Israel once, and same thing. As a matter of fact, I was on a plane heading to Turkey once, same thing. America makes the movies and is teaching the world to fall away from Christ. And that's the reason God is judging her. We have embarrassed Jesus because we're supposed to be the Christian nation, yet we've fallen away. Then I was directed to Revelation 18, too. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the Great is fallen, is fallen, has become the habitation of devils. That means that where a bunch of evil people live, and the whole of every foul spirit, a bunch of people that are demon-possessed, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. You can tell that we're an unclean nation. I mean, what was it? 18 people got shot up and killed yesterday? And that's only a small part. Then I heard, a nation shall come from afar to destroy your nation. He sent me to Jeremiah 50 verse 3, which says, Out of the north there shall come up a nation against her, which shall make her land desolate, and none shall dwell therein, and they shall remove and shall depart both man and beast. Now, if you go north of America, you hit Canada. If you keep going, you run into Russia. And there are seven different different prophecies that say that Russia will launch a surprise nuclear attack on America. Then I heard, I have warned and spoken by my holy prophets, but my nation America has not listened to my warnings. Now the time of warning has passed. It is now time for great cataclysm to hit. Then I was directed to Luke 24, 25. Then he said unto them, O fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. You see, for about 40 years, I have been carrying the message of Demetri Dudeman. I have spent millions of dollars on radio and TV trying to get America to listen. I've run ads. I've done crusades. And how's it going? Uh... Almost no one receives it. You go up to most people and say, hey, do you ever think America's going to fall? No. And the window shade drops into conversation. Then I heard, what is it? What is it that's coming? This is what everybody's going to ask. What is it? What's coming? I've already told you many times by many prophets that America would not hear. Now is not the time for specific events. Now is the time for fasted, ur- fasted urgent prayer or else. Here's the or else. Or else I will come into you and fight against you. That was directed in Revelation 2.16. Repent or else I will come into thee quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. 
calling for three days of fasted prayers, all in unison. This is the time of weeping and wailing, either by prayer or by cataclysm. It is to hit. This is not a time of rejoicing, but a time of fasting and prayer. Then I was directed to Nehemiah 1.4, which says in part, Weep and mourn certain days of fasted and prayed before God of heaven. Daniel 3 says to seek by prayer and supplication to the fasting and sackcloth and ashes. Matthew 17.21 says by prayer and fasting these come out. Luke 2.37 says fasting and prayers day and night. So America, I'm asking you to join Fast Gap and here's how you can do it. It doesn't cost you anything. Quit anytime you want to. We ask you to fast from Tuesday at midnight to Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. And all you got to do is go to prophecyclub.com, slide all the way to the bottom, and there's a place where you can sign up. Again, you can quit anytime you want to. And if there's a time you don't want to do the prayer, don't want to do the fast, you don't have to. It's totally optional. But I will tell you, I am shocked to see how many people are joining this and how many people are praying. Now, I'm specifically asking them to pray a certain prayer. And this is the prayer. Lord, forgive my sins. The sins of my family and my nation, as Daniel prayed, our nation has fallen and has grievously broken your lives. America is deserving of cataclysmic judgment long ago, but we beg for your mercy again. Your mercy is long and your judgment is harsh. So we ask for your mercy for our nation. We lift up our voice in unison, fasting and praying, knowing that our prayers are mighty through your strength. Spare us, Jesus, spare us from the terrible cataclysm in Jesus' name. Just go to prophecyclub.com, slide to the bottom, and you can join either Fast Track, Fast Gap, or both. All right, now, let me get on to talk about Israel. And, of course, now I only have 15 minutes, but I will try to get there. So, April 15, 2002, the Lord spoke to my wife, Prophet Leslie Johnson, in the night. And in a dream, he spoke audibly to her. And there were six parts of this prophecy. One is that Arafat would die in a hospital. It was a very big prophecy at the time because he wasn't even allowed outside of his compound in 2002. But two years later, 11-11-04, a.m., he died in the hospital just as she was told. Now, the way these prophecies work is you don't get one part that comes to pass and the rest doesn't. If you get one part that comes to pass, it is confirmed the rest of the prophecy will come to pass too. So, we know that this is of God. Now, the next prophecy would be that Israel will give the Palestinians a state. And the Palestinian state would be a temporary measure to allow the Israelis time to strengthen the military. Oil would be discovered in Israel. The oil would make the Jews willing to fight for the land. Then Israel and America would go against most of the rest of the Arab world. Now, let me explain what I think that's saying. I think that this current conflict is what it's talking about. Now, we've been carrying this prophecy for 21 years. It came out in 2002. 21 years. We've been spreading this all around. It's not a secret. We've been talking about it. So this current conflict, at the end of the conflict, they, Israel, will give the Palestinians a state. And it's not that they really want to. I think it's America twisting their arm, along with, they look up and they say, you know, we don't have the muscle we don't have the military, or the military to defeat Russia, China, Iraq, Iran, 
Saudi Arabia, we, we can't beat all of them. So they say, okay, okay, okay. We'll give the Palestinians a state, but it's a temporary measure. Then Israel starts building their military. And the purpose is because they want their land back. And the oil being discovered tells me that at least part of where the oil would be discovered is on the land that they give to the Palestinians. So this massive amounts of oil, and I've found 33 scriptures in the Bible that say in the last days, massive amounts of oil will be found in Israel. And I believe it will begin to dry the wells of the nations surrounding Israel. Syria, Iraq, Iran, Russia, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, all of their wells, we believe, will begin to start going dry. And we believe that that's the hook in the jaw of Ezekiel 38, verse 4. God puts a hook in their jaw to draw them down so that they would attack Israel so he could destroy them in the valley of Jehoshaphat, in the valley of Jezreel. Now, after they give the Palestinians a state, Israel will start building their military. Massive amounts of oil would be found in Israel. That will give Israel the money to build their military. Then, Israel and America will go against most of the rest of the Arab world. And I believe that that's where Israel will emerge the great victor. She will get back all of her land. According to Genesis like 15, I believe it is, says that from the river of Egypt, that would be the Nile, all the way over to the Euphrates. And that's going to include all of... Uh, like probably most of Saudi Arabia, all of Iraq, or most of Iraq, excuse me, and also Jordan. And they're going to be raised up to be the wealthiest, strongest, richest nation on the earth. I think that they will be the primary source of oil for the earth because God gives all of that oil to Israel. Now, let's go to the next part. So let me summarize. So Israel gives Palestinian state. Israel strengthened the military. Oil is discovered. Oil makes Jews fight for their land in Israel and America go against all of the Arab world. Then, 2006, God spoke to Leslie again in the night, audible voice, and gave her seven newspaper headlines. Now, I'll give you the order that they were given, but then I'll come back and say, this is the way I think that they'll be fulfilled. So the first thing she heard was, Israel refuses help to America. Omar ushers in Palestinian state. Catastrophe hits America. One of America's greatest times of need. Israel is attacked. America sends troops. Chaos reigns as Americans protest help to Israel. Then she heard my voice quoting Dimitri Dudum, the fall of America would start with an internal revolution. Now, let me put those in the order. I think that they will be fulfilled and explain why. Okay, so I think the first one will be Omer ushers in Palestinian state. Now, what is the Omer? Well, since you follow Messiah's branch, Dan Catlin, you probably already know that the days, the 49 days between First Fruits and Pentecost is called the counting of the Omer. She didn't see it written. She heard the voice, Omer ushers in Palestinian state. So the best thing we can come up with, it is the counting of the Omer. Now, in the last three weeks, the uh, Mohammed bin Salman of Saudi Arabia and Benjamin Netanyahu of Israel both said that they felt like that there would be a Palestinian state given in the first quarter of 2024. What? That's big. They've been fighting to do this, I don't know, probably 50 years now. 
So if it comes in the first quarter of 2024, if it comes during one of those 49 days from counting of Omer, that would be from April 25 through June 13, which is in the first half of 2024. Then the next headline is Catastrophe Hits America. We have like 12 prophecies, I believe it is, that people have had dreams, visions, angel visits, audible voices that say, if America splits Israel, God will split America. And we've been shown there will be the Great Lakes opening up all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico. Leslie saw it would be opening up to at least Tupelo, Mississippi. In other words, a great cataclysm. That's what you could call a cataclysm. Now, I do not know when that cataclysm is coming. I do not know what it is. All I know is I was told, tell people to pray. Pray like they've never prayed. So, it's highly possible that in the first half of 24, there will be a headline that says, Omar ushers in Palestinian state. And based upon past experiences, when America does something bad to Israel, the very next day, God hits us. Meaning, if overushers in Palestinian state appears on a newspaper in the first half of 24, the very next day, there will be a catastrophe. And we're pretty sure that that's going to be a mega earthquake. Then the next headline is one of America's greatest times of need. So America gets hit with a great earthquake. She cries for all the world to help her, but her good friend Israel refuses help to America. Why? Well, we just stabbed Israel in the back by forcing them to split their nation. They're not happy with this at all. Then the Arabs say, hey, hey, wait a minute. I see something here. So Israel and America are kind of on the outs right now. That'd be a really good time for us to attack Israel because America might not help because America's hurting and Israel refuses help to America. So the next headline is Israel is attacked. America sends troops, which is the right thing to do. But, next headline says, Chaos reigns as Americans protest help to Israel. We've all been shocked over the last, well, since October the 7th, to see how many Americans, even Christians, are protesting that what we're doing for Israel already. So it's an easy thing to say, yep, that's going to come to pass. Americans are going to protest. Well, I think it's Genesis 15 says, and I will bless them that bless you. And I will curse them that curse you. Talking about Israel or Abraham. So, the moment America turns against Israel, all of the blessings for America fall off. So then God allows the internal revolution. Now, Dimitri was told the fall of America would start with an internal revolution in America, started by the communists. Now, I believe that when Biden got in, that was communists taking over and what we're going to see according to like six or seven prophecies there's going to be a time time when tanks military tanks roll down Pennsylvania Avenue and they roll up in front of the Supreme Court the White House and the Congress and they go in with guns and they arrest many people and they parade them out wearing handcuffs and it's a time of great rejoicing it's a time when the good guys are trying to kick the bad guys out. But the problem is, as the prophecy goes on to say, 
The fall of America will start with an internal revolution in America started by the communists. Some of the people will start fighting against the government, meaning some bad people that were born here and live here, as well as a lot of bad people that led into the southern border over the last couple of years, to whom they have given communication devices or cell phones. And they have probably, according to the prophecy from Chris Reed that just came out October the 8th, said that they are forming 12 terrorist cells, sleeper cells, that will begin to blow up things in America. Things like dams. I mean, how about if you put a suitcase nuke on the Grand Coulee Dam? <laughs> oh, that's a big problem, okay? That would kill millions of Americans. Um, to blow up our electrical stations, our electrical generation, our substations, blow up our oil refineries, uh, uh, poison our water, all those are prophecies that we've been getting. That's nothing new. We've been watching for these. So all of a sudden, that starts. Now, when could that start? Well, that would start right after Omar Usher's in Palestinian state, which is going to happen in the first half of 2024, if it happens in 2024. So, in my opinion, this could, I'm not saying it is, I'm not setting a date, it could happen by the end of 2024, or maybe even the first quarter of 25. But the point is, it's just around the corner. So now if you put that together, we're looking at the, oh, here's another thing. A lot of people would be saying, ha, they're never going to form a world government. Oh, really? Well, the World Health Organization and the World Economic Forum have already set laws in place in just about all of the countries so that at the right time, they can form a world government. Furthermore, the BRICS nations, along with 41 other nations, have announced that they are going live with their gold-backed currency January 1 of 2024. That means that some of the prophecies by given to Shane Warren, for example, where he was shown that when they start selling oil in another currency other than the dollar, it will cause the dollar to drop in value, drop, 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 until finally it's worthless as leaves blowing in the wind. Others have seen in dreams like Dana Coverstone, he saw the dollar drop and also Maurice Scalar, the dollar drops 30%. Not gradually, so you can prepare, but it's overnight. 30%, then 50%. A few months later, down to 66%. And finally, it's worthless as leaves blowing in the wind. That's going to happen the first quarter to the first half of 2024. You put that all together, and brothers and sisters, we are in trouble. I'm looking at my time. I'm going to take two more minutes and hand it back to you. Then then March 25th of 2022, Chris Reed had an angel come to him. He stood holding a $50 bill, tore off one-third of it. Then people started handing him newspaper articles. Those newspaper headlines, excuse me. The first one said, the U.S. dollar drops 30% in value. Subtitled, Middle Eastern Oil strikes a deal with China instead of the U.S. That, the, the Middle Eastern Oil, just happened what was it, October the 9th, I believe it was. The second half of that has already happened. Next headline, the perfect storm. Inflation reaches new high. That hasn't hit yet, but look for it. Food crisis as wheat and bread imports are at a stalemate. Probably 24. Then the angels appeared again and took a $50 bill and tore it in half. Then the headlines read, riots and civil unrest as citizens demand entitlement checks and an earthquake happened under his feet. 
that means they're going to cut off entitlement checks, things like food stamps. Anybody that gets a check from the government stops. What do you think is going to happen? Prophecies say it was war. Riots and civil unrest all across America. And that also fits about the time an earthquake would happen when we split Israel. And the very next headline reads, Israel and Palestinian two-state solution reached, which confirms Omar Usher's and Palestinian state that Prophet Leslie was told. Next headline, major earthquake hits the middle of the U.S., which confirms catastrophe hits America, as Leslie was told. Next headline, American Pieces, subtitled, More States Secede from the Nation in Rebellion to the Federal Government. So the whole, all of America. This is probably late 24. I'm not, no, I don't know for sure, but all of a sudden, the U.S. military takes charge as uncertainty looms over the Federal Government. That's Dimitri's internal revolution. And then the next one is a new dollar bill like a cell phone. He saw with George Washington's fade-off face on it, the headline was New Currency for a Renewed Nation, meaning, and the final one, Simplicity Restored as Americans begin to grow their own food again. Why are they going to grow their own food again? Because the food distribution system in America, this is probably by early 25, has fallen. They've blown up roads, trains, dams, electrical systems. Uh, and so people, if they're going to eat, they have to plant their own food. And that's probably in early 2025. I'm just guessing. It may be longer. I hope it is. Now, my point is, you better get ready. This is not a joke. This is not a joke. Now, I'm not trying to scare you. I want to conclude with this. The whole point of this is he's trying to raise up his army of Christians that are in time army, teachers, working miracles, so that you're instead of falling in a fetal position, sucking your thumb because you're scared to death like all the other people, God wants you to be up there laying hands on people, anointing with oil. He wants you to be part of the sevenfold miracles. Shane Warren was told that a time would come when people couldn't go to the government for help. They had to return to the church, and miracles return to the church, and he wants you to be part of those miracles. Dan, that's your cue. Dan? Oops. I had it muted. I didn't want to interrupt you, but yeah, thanks for being on. Uh, I wish we could talk for another hour, but just running out of time. So thank you for being on, brother. I love the message. And folks, you really need to get over there and listen to his recent programs, actually all of them. I love you, brother. Goodbye and shalom to you. God bless. All right, God bless. Okay, folks, remember, there is only one true God. He is your father. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. His son is Yeshua HaMashiach. He gave his life for repentant sins, and he rose after three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And through him, and only, only through him is the way of the Father. Remember, always be a blessing to others. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Lord our God, Father, King of the universe, asking Yeshua HaMashiach's name. Father, please, please, please bless and keep them. And that your face would shine upon them and that you would be gracious to them and give them peace like no one or nothing else can. Until next Thursday, this is Pastor Dan saying goodbye and shalom. You've just heard the Messiah's Branch broadcast featuring Pastor Dan. To contact Dan on the internet, go to messiahsbranch.org. To write to Dan, send a note to Messiah's Branch, 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Tune in next time for Messiah's Branch.